ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Welcome into this Friday, April 13th edition. Yes, Friday the 13th is The Drive. I'm your host, Paul Swan, here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Hope you're not superstitious. Friday the 13th, a lot of bad luck going around. If you're a Cowboys fan, of course, it is Friday the 13th as you lose Des Bryant, but we're not going to get into that today. Instead, we're going to get you caught up in what's happening over the weekend. A lot of activities for the Thundering Herds. We're going to talk about that. Stanley Cup playoffs, day two. Not as good for me as it was on day one. We'll see if that changes tonight because we got three games to talk about. Well, really just one. The Flyers try to uh, rebound, see if they've got anything left as they'll take on the Penguins tonight. That's going to be 7 o'clock on NBC Sports Network. And then the Minnesota Wild and the Winnipeg Jets are going to do battle 7.30 on USA Network. And, of course, I'm going to be keeping an eye on that Pittsburgh game, but I'm definitely interested in the story between the Kings and the Vegas Knights. I love that game. One goal, it was really physical. That was, if you like offense, watch the Pens and the Flyers. You like good, hard-hitting hockey, watch the Vegas Knights and the L.A. Kings. That's a rivalry already. One season, and those two teams love going at each other. So that's some good stuff. We'll get into all of that later. And, of course, we'll take your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. And Coming up on the program tonight, we've got Marshall's defensive coordinator, Adam Fuller. He's going to join us, so we'll get caught up with him later on about what's happening with spring ball, see how he feels. Of course, Adam taking over the defensive coordinator position at Marshall University, so congratulations once again to him as he is now uh, full into it as far as practice is concerned, trying to shape this squad and get everything where he likes it and where the Thundering Herd wants it. we got a lot of going-ons here. Baseball's right now in a doubleheader. They're taking on Western Kentucky right now, and that's going on tomorrow. Marshall Softball, they've got a doubleheader at the dot. They're taking on Charlotte. That's going to be broadcast on ESPN3 if you can't make it out. And then, of course, women's tennis tomorrow wrapping up the regular season. They're going to take on Winthrop. Sunday, Marshall Baseball is going to wrap it up against Western Kentucky. Softball is going to wrap up the home series with Charlotte, and then We've got Pirates baseball for you tonight. They're taking on the Florida Marlins, and that's coming up at 645, and you can listen to it right here all season long, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. And if you're a baseball fan, you like it on the local side, West Virginia Power are on the road. They're taking on Hickory this weekend. Uh, I talk about the Reds, but they're just horrible. I don't know where I can go with that. They're just horrible. On the field, off the field, you just scratch your head at what What are you doing? Are you even trying? That's the question. If you're a Reds fan right now, are they even trying? What are they doing? Because obviously they don't seem to have a sense of how to run a baseball team with some of their field decisions. So I'm just going to scratch my head on that one move on. And, of course, as I mentioned, we've got hockey playoffs aplenty to talk about, but that's not going to be the main focus. So Adam Fuller is going to be our guest here later on, and we're definitely looking forward to, to talking to him, get his feel on what's happening with the team so far. We're already 
eight in. We got seven to go. Saturday, after that's over, we'll have six to go. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, and then green-white game for chance for a lot of you to get an opportunity to kind of see what this team looks like. Again, it's not going to be here it is. We unwrap it now. We present to you the Marshall football team. This is a long way from what it's going to look like come fall. So just temper expectations. Be excited when you see something you like, but temper your expectations. It's still a work in progress. Of course, Marshall's coming up in a couple weeks. Kentucky, they've got their spring game coming up tonight. That's going to be over on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. Six o'clock for that one tonight. It's also on the SEC Network. I was talking to Bill Cornwell earlier this afternoon, our news director here, and he's excited to uh, see what the team looks like. This is probably the one day where Kentucky basketball is not going to dominate the headlines with who's on the roster, who's not on the roster. That's the good and bad of Kentucky basketball. You've got all these great players coming in, and then they're leaving for the NBA. That's why I like what Marshall's doing on the basketball side with Dan D'Antoni. Gets kids in. They want to be here. Now, you've got three testing the waters right now, but I think they're coming back. I don't imagine you're going to see John Elmore say, okay, I'm done. I've hired an agent. I don't think C.J. Burks is going to say, okay, I'm done. I've hired an agent or I.D. Panova. I think what they're wisely doing, though, is testing the water, see where they're at, see what they need to do to get better. And they're going to make a go of it coming up next season. So I definitely like where Marshall's at basketball-wise. So I love this. This is a Friday. we got a lot to get into. The weekend is here. Beautiful weather in the Huntington Tri-State area. So you can get out see some softball. Definitely go out and support the ladies. Softball needs you. And if you can't make it out again, it's going to be on ESPN3. I'll tell you what, we'll take our first break, we'll come back, and we'll get into the meat of the show. And then later on, we're going to hear from Adam Fuller, talk a little Marshall football with him. We'll get your phone calls in as well. This is The Drive. I'm your host, Paul Swan, on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. AM 930. 877 420 Talk 877-420-8255. Welcome to the Friday 13th edition. Of your drive, I'm your host, Paul Swan, here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. You know, we almost forgot to mention, Mitch Jacobs signed seven new student-athletes today. We'll get into details on that Monday. Mitch is going to join us on the program. I haven't confirmed this yet. Is he going to join me at the union, or is he going to be on the phone? I'll get confirmation from uh, the producers later on on that, but we're going to be at the union Monday, so don't forget it's where you need to end your Monday or start the rest of your week. I don't know what you need, but I've got it for you. And we'll be at the Union Pub and Grill on Monday. But, yeah, Mitch Jacobs is going to join us. Seven. That's a rebuild. That's a rebuild and a half, it feels like, there. So we'll talk to him about that as well. I know tennis has got to get things going with their numbers as well, getting more healthy bodies. That seems to be the big thing right now. Just the health, the injuries, getting guys and gals back to full strength. And I'm sure they're working everyone really extra hard over at uh, the indoor facility as far as the beautiful medical 
sports complex that they have attached to that thing. So I'm sure that staff is working pretty hard. But you've got that coming up, of course, as well. Thundering Herd closing out the regular season tennis-wise against Winthrop, trying to find uh, find some wins somewhere. And you're taking on the big South Conference champion, Winthrop. So it's not going to be that easy for this team. And Marshall was supposed to wrap the schedule up at Georgia State. That was scheduled for Sunday. Um, that was canceled. Of course, weather is going to be pretty nasty in the Atlanta area, so they're not going to reschedule that. And at this point, you really, non-conference, you don't have to worry about games like that anymore. So take on Winthrop, and then what's next? Get ready for the Conference USA Championship. That's Thursday in Norfolk, Virginia. And I think that's actually pretty good. Give them some time there. Don't have to make that Atlanta trip, and then just get ready for conference. You hope. You can hope they make a good showing at conference, but this is the year. Marshall's usually one of the hunters. This is the year where they might be prey for a few teams in Conference USA and get them now. That's my advice. Get them now. Because if you you miss your opportunity to get them now, and a lot of teams are taking that advantage and they've run with it, get them now because if I know the Mercers, uh, this isn't going to stand. I don't think I've known a John Mercer losing season. And it's not that John did anything wrong coaching. It's I don't have enough players. I don't have any bodies. And I know it's difficult to fathom, because we've talked to John before, how hard it is to just to find someone who can fill that void. Just to go out there and play. And I know... You're trying to stay competitive. At the same time, it's hard to fight that urge to say, "Okay, I just need a body come in here and play." You know, you've you've played some high school, so yeah, they're trying to stay at a, a certain level here and just trying to get some people healthy again. So very very difficult for the tennis team. And of course, tomorrow you've got spring ball once again, and Adam Fuller's going to join us here in about ten minutes. We'll talk to him about what's up for the Thundering Herd this uh, second half of spring drills. And if you're getting excited for football, weather is getting better. It's going to be nice in a couple weeks. I hope so. We're going to have a nice uh, green-white game. But we are seven away from wrapping up spring and then having the off months as the Thundering Herd has an opportunity to uh, get better here in the uh, spring. You know, a lot of schools are already wrapping it up. Thundering Herd goes a a different schedule than a lot of schools that – you know, spring ball is wrapping up for a lot of teams, a lot of schools right now. So Marshall um, going a little extra, really not going extra, just more of a, okay, we're going to do this position ourselves to do it during this time. Seems to work. Seems to work for the Thundering Herd. So that's what's coming up here in a short bit. We've got Adam Fuller joining us from the Thundering Herd. We'll talk to him about what's going on with the team. So, A lot of you are probably getting set for the NBA playoffs, and we're going to have the majority of Cleveland Cavaliers games on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. We've got baseball, of course, here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 is basically um, home for the Pirates and Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. You're home for the Cavs. We'll cross them over where we need to. 
But I think this might be a um, this might be a better run for the Cavs than I was anticipating. I'm curious to see what kind of chip is going to be on LeBron's shoulders. You know, everyone's talking about the West. I'm thinking the Cavs are going to be awaiting the winner of the West. They're going to beat each other up in the West. This might be this might be the year. Cavs get to get a little lucky. I know LeBron trying to um, make the case that he should be player of the year, most valuable player. I don't know. Do you lobby for that? Do you just go out and lobby for that? Hey, I'm the most valuable player. You know, I don't know why we're not talking about me. Is that something that you need to go out and lobby for? Do you want players going out and just putting it out there? Look, no disrespect, but I'm the best. You want that swagger? I don't care about most valuable player awards. I want trophies that say champion on it. Not the individual award when it comes to sports. Now, it's easy for me to say because I'm not LeBron James and I'm not playing out there, so I'm not the one looking for the validation. So it's easy for me to say, yeah, you know what, LeBron, don't worry about that. Don't worry about being most valuable player. Go, go get a championship. Go get a ring. But these guys have egos. And I don't know if LeBron has a feeling that Maybe the Cavs aren't going to win a championship once they get a little hardware. But I think it's a bigger deal, more so in the NBA than anything. More so in the NBA. I think it's a bigger deal for these guys to get all these individual accolades and the championship. But, of course, the championship comes first. A lot of guys in other sports, yeah, they get the most valuable player award, they get all the honors, and that's great for them. And if they don't win, say, a, um, a Super Bowl, they don't win a World Series, they don't win a Stanley Cup, we're not necessarily looking at a player from those leagues going, you know, if you had just won that Super Bowl. I mean, it's just a different concept, it feels like. Now, there's still some jockeying because you've got Tom Brady, who has orchestrated a nice Nice resume to being the best quarterback of all time. Or at least I'm the guy who's won the most Super Bowls. So here I am. I've got the most rings. I'm the guy. Can't argue with that. But in the NBA, I don't even know if we can argue that because we had so many great players from different eras, and Michael Jordan doesn't have the most rings. We consider him the best player ever unless you're in that LeBron camp. Kobe's in the middle. Kobe's somewhere in the middle. Not as good as Jordan in certain regards, better than others. But a lot of kids grew up with Kobe, so a lot of people are looking up to Kobe. Oh, that's my guy, Kobe. I might fall into that camp just a little bit. But I'm going to go back a little bit more. I'm more of a, a Magic Johnson guy. And he's not the greatest basketball player of all time, but he's my guy. Hockey, though. See, hockey, the argument, there's no argument. It's almost a generational thing. It's depending on your generation. It's either Gordie Howe in your mind or it's Wayne Gretzky. Now, that might change here in 20, 30, 40 years as generations pass. Then we might be having that argument, okay, it's either Wayne Gretzky or 
one of the kids coming up today here. It won't be Alex Ovechkin. He will not be in this conversation, even though he's a phenomenal player. will not be in this conversation because, well, the Capitals dropping it to the Blue Jackets yesterday. Come on. One of you got to figure out who's going to advance. The Blue Jackets have never got out of the first round, and the Capitals seem to have that problem just as much, especially with Ovechkin there. You've got one of the best, and you can't make a serious cup run. Somebody has got to win. And the Blue Jackets said, might as well be us. They go into overtime to decide it last night. And I'm sitting here going, okay, here we go again. And a lot of people are thinking that because you've got the Capitals who are poised to make a run, right? And I feel like, no, we should not drink that Kool-Aid. I might have on my bracket a little bit, not far, but I've got them going past the Blue Jackets because the Blue Jackets have never got out of this round. we got hockey action tonight. I'm looking forward to some hockey action. But you know what else I'm looking forward to? Talking to Adam Fuller. He's going to join us on the other side of the break. We'll talk to him about Marshall Spring football. We'll take your phone calls as well. I'm Paul Swan. You're listening to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday the 13th edition. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Still to come, we've got Pirates baseball coming up for you tonight. That's in the 6 o'clock hour, but we're talking herd football now. We want to welcome to the program. He is the new defensive coordinator at Marshall University. Also going to be coaching the safeties. Welcome to the program, Adam Fuller. And Coach, thanks for spending some time with us this evening. Thanks for having me, Paul. So eight down, seven to go. It's got to feel good to, to see the finish line finally. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just good. It was good to get back out there three weeks ago. And, um, you know, the great thing about coaching college football is it's done in segments. You know, you have the off season that you have limited opportunity to be with them on the field. There's only certain things you can do. And then there's a period of time that we get out with them, 15 practices involved in meetings. So um, we relish every minute of it and try and squeeze every ounce of improvement that we're trying to do right now out of these practices. So, we're enjoying being together out there as a team and, and working on trying to improve in all areas right now. But it's been good. How important has it been with uh, with new coaches and new positions for everyone, including yourself, to, to have this time for everyone, including yourself, to get used to your new position or to get used to the new way of things are happening at Marshall? Well, Paul, it's good to – you know, anytime you have change, it's not always bad. It's not always good. It's what you do with the change. And um, it started, obviously, we've had some change on the offensive side of the ball as well. So that all happened right towards the end of recruiting, um, nearing that signing day and nearly right thereafter. And it's, you know, in our room, you know, we really had the addition of Byron Thweet, our new linebackers coach. So it just gave us the ability for all of February in March here to really sit down and go number one, you know, go through what we did last year on defense, what we thought was good, what we thought we needed to improve upon, um, how to improve the good things, how to improve the bad things, and just really get on the same page philosophically, 
how we wanted to do things, what we wanted to keep, what we wanted to change. You know, and really, get, it, it's a great time of the year because we're able to get on the field with the players and some skill development Tuesday and Thursday workouts. Um, so that Byron and Timmy and Coach Adkins, some of the new coaches, got to actually get out there with the players. But just the time to really look at everything you're doing and take a really hard look at it and make sure you set the direction of, in our case, our defense and with Doc, our team, in a way that we really think you can turn over and find some new improvement for 2018. And that's really been our aim here, you know, the last, ever since, you know, the bowl game, you know, is you know, every year is a new year, whether you have success or don't have success, you really start over all the time. You know, there's so many different dynamics in our sport because the amount of people you have, um, coaches, players, turnover, additions. So, you know, it's just about trying to really, attack each day and find new ways to do things better and improve upon things. And it's, it, it's been fun. It's been exciting. Um, especially with the changes, it makes you look at everything's a little bit different because you're bringing in new thoughts, new ideas from a different prism. So um, hopefully all the decisions we're making are the good ones and we're working towards it, but it, it's really, you know, th- this is, this is why you coach to be able to dig in and try and look for improvement in all your players. Have you seen or maybe felt that with the change and coaches put the best players they can out there? They're, you don't have favorites. You're putting the best team together. But have you seen that maybe added step in a few players knowing that, okay, hey, maybe I have an opportunity here to affect some change or be a part of that change? I think anytime you put a coach in a room, you know, not only with, with me in the secondary, you know, more positionally, um, you know, Mike Trier is with me in the secondary. Um, we're working side by side um, with the DBs. And then Byron Tweet with the linebackers, you know, Cornell and JC are still with the D line. So I think that room, the expectations were already set, um, the standards were set. And so, you know, every year is a new year. And But there was a baseline in that room. I think, you know, if there was a linebacker that maybe didn't play as much, you know, last year as opposed to this year, I think when you start anew, there's that feeling out process from a player or a coach, from coach to players of just, right, what's the aim of this coach? What's he trying to accomplish? You know, how's he going to communicate with me? Which is a fresh experience at all levels. I think, you know, that's human nature. I think it's uncomfortable at first, but I think it's a healthy thing. And um, I know Byron's been a great addition to that linebacker room. We've had some, you know, older guys in that room that have played a lot of football, but I think it's good for them to hear a different voice um, because I think it's healthy, you know, and same thing in the secondary room. You know, I think obviously Chuck did an outstanding job with our secondary and our defense, you know, so there's things that, you know, we're going to keep the same. There's things we're going to change. And, but just the way that you command the room and the way that you're able to have your conversations with players, maybe you're coming at them a little bit differently which could help some players. It could hurt some players. You know, it's all about the human interaction. And it's a constant daily thing, you know, with the size of a football program, Paul, you're talking about 110 players, about 10 full-time coaches, four GAs, plus the strength staff, the video staff, the academic staff. It's just all, there's a bunch of moving parts. And it's about to have a streamlined way to communicate, have clear and concise expectations, and then to be able to be consistent with, making sure the standards met every day and not every day is going to be a great day, but hopefully the standards consistent, um, 
the communication and what we're telling our players both on and off the field, they're always hearing the same messages, and that lets them be their best down. That's what we're trying to get done right now. Marshall defensive coordinator Adam Fuller, our guest on the program. So at this point, what have you been most pleased with, or what's excited you this most after going through eight of these now? You still have seven to go, but what can you put your finger on and say, all right, that's a pleasant surprise, or you know what, that's really, I like that. I've liked the way our players have come to meetings. Um, I know that may not be the most exciting part of it for our fans. We have the best fans in the country. There's no question in my mind. I mean, just, you know, living in the community of Huntington now and, you know, I have two young boys. They go to the local elementary school and just the passion of the fan base here is it's unmatched. There may be bigger ones, fan bases, but this place is special. It, it makes coaching that much more fun. Because every time I'm in town, there's always somebody that wants to talk about our football program, our defense, our players, um, myself, our other coaches. So that part is really exciting. Um, and I know they, you know, so there's a lot of things that everybody wants to ask the questions. But really, it comes down to this, Paul. I really feel good about our defensive players right now. About the, they have questions. They ask the questions. Do they have times that they're not perfect? with how they're executing what we want them to do, yes. But I feel their consistency and the way they're going about their business in meetings and just trying to get things right. Coaches at all levels, up at the D-line, at linebackers in the secondary, you know, they're trying to get things right, um, which, you know, makes, as a coach, you feel good because you're setting the plan in place and, you, you know, you just want that attention to detail. So, can it be better? Yes, but I, I do appreciate their eagerness to learn uh, and their attention to detail and trying to do everything we're asking them to do. Um, you know, so that that I can appreciate, and it's got to continue. Yeah, especially with uh, it's not totally new, but still, as uh, new positions are being filled with coaches, there's a new way of doing things. So I'm sure these kids are as eager as the coaches are to get to work on this. Yeah, I mean, listen, we're it's not always going to be the same whether you know if i'm the defense coordinator here three years from now it may be you know and we're all the same defensive staff there's still going to be things that are going to change right we're going to look to improve on things we're going to look to adapt things now put on top of it you know there's a different coordinator there's a different secondary coach there's a different linebacker coach you know you know there are inevitably going to be more changes when you change the person at the in the room but you know there's change every year you know, and it, and it takes a player to be open-minded and to be ready and eager enough to learn, to be able to take the criticism and to use that constructively to help their game improve. Um, so that, that's where we're at at this point in the year. Adam Fuller is our guest, Marshall's defensive coordinator. Now, I know you get to tend to your side of the ball to make sure your guys are on top of everything, but um, how much are you looking over on the offensive side going, man, I'd hate to try to stop them? I don't hate to try and stop them. It's our job to stop them right now. You know, we got we got 15 practices, and, you know, the truth is this. You know, in competition, we're always – it's not us against them. It's us with them. And that's the – you know, does it help when a corner breaks up a pass on Tyree? Yes. Does it help when, you know, Willie Johnson catches a ball on one of our safeties? It helps the offense. When the offensive line blocks a defensive lineman, it helps us. When we 
beat an offensive tackle and sack the quarterback, it helps the defensive end. But it's about the entire team using competition to develop each other where there's a healthy state. Are we trying to beat them every play? Absolutely. Um, and I wouldn't want it any other way. And I know Timmy and the rest of the offensive staff and the offensive players are trying to do their best to make sure that we don't stop them. And I think there's healthy competition. Um, but, you know, what we're doing offensively right now is, you know, I'm enjoying with our defense staff, defense players trying to defend it because it's going to make us better. Um, whether it be the pace of play, whether it be the formations, whether it just the way they're throwing the football, whether they're how they're running the ball, however it is, you know, they're doing multiple things and, and we're trying to give them multiple things in the spirit of competition to really improve the program because that's the aim. This city deserves a championship um, and it's our job to try to improve every day so we can get closer to that. Adam Fuller is our guest, Marshall's defensive coordinator. Eight down, seven to go as far as opportunities to see the herd if you are, of course, a big green member. And, of course, still the, the green and white game where it all comes to fruition as far as not the finished product, but here it is at this point. And uh, how much, how hard is it to temper expectations knowing that the best is still to come? And, of course, fans, as you mentioned, the most passionate fans possibly in the country – and they're living on every word or looking at everything you're doing. And I know it's hard to tell a fan base, hey, slow down. It's it's not done yet. They'll they'll be ready come fall. But at the same time, you want to also stoke that excitement. No, Paul, I think it's great. I create the expectations. You know, our fans, our students, uh, alumni, I mean, they should be demanding we want it. Um create high expectations and demand a successful football program and go out there and compete and play at an extremely high level. I think that's fantastic. We want it. It, It's what we strive. When you work in this business, you want to work in a place that has those high expectations. And, you know, it was just the other day I was down at the little league field with my son. He had a game and I met two Marshall fans and, you know, it's like, congratulations, really looking forward to it. Don't let anybody score. You know, and that's really, you love it. You know, it's part of why you do this stuff. And, you know, as a coach and as a player, you want to talk to our fans. You want to help promote the enthusiasm. You want to talk about our football program. Um, it's not a secret what we're doing. We're trying to make sure everybody is in tune, excited for all the right reasons. And then when you cross, in the Shoei Center or when you go in the meeting room, then it's about, with the team, it's about, that's great, and now it's about doing what we got to do today to improve. You know, it's because that's really, the mindset with whatever job you have is you want to be excited, you want to be passionate, you want to be able to find that balance of making sure the fan base knows how important they are, you want to promote our program, and all that stuff is great. And then you got to go back to just the monotony of doing things how they need to be done today in order to improve, you know. And I'm not saying that's a balance that you're always trying to ride. It's just the way things go. You want to be able to do that as a player, as a program, as a coach. But I I think as a coach, you want to live on both sides. You want to be able to talk to our fans, and I'm open to want to be able to do that to make sure we stir up as much excitement in this football program as we can to, to be available and to make sure they know they're appreciated. 
Our guest is Adam Fuller, Marshall's defensive coordinator. And, of course, in a couple of weeks, uh, green and white games coming up. So a, a real opportunity for the fans to finally come out and masses and see what this team's all about. And then after that, uh, we can sit back and just talk about football. And you've got to go to work, I'm sure, uh, the day after. No breaks for you. Well, we just um, – what happens in, in Division One college football is – you go to spring practice. Our spring's a little bit later in the calendar than some programs. There's some people that are on our calendar. There's some people that had really early spring ball. Um, and they did, they, what we just got through prior to spring ball, the skill development, the mat drills, some teams do spring ball before that. We, we do it after it uh, for various reasons. And then there's the third part of the offseason, which for, for the players, they're finishing up their finals. Then they start their their summer training. That's you know just packed in with Luke Day and our strength coaches from a coaching standpoint. We'll jump on the road uh, usually the month of May. Paul will be out um, just in our, our areas, whether it's local areas here in West Virginia or um, out of the out of the area in our out of state areas. So we'll go out there and continue our evaluations on classes 19, 20, and 21 just to start out there and laying the foundation and creating the word for the herd and just making sure everybody's out there and keeping the excitement high and make sure we're evaluating people in recruiting because that's really where building your program starts with recruiting. But even before recruiting comes evaluating, you know, you want to make sure you're evaluating the right guys before you start telling them that you want them. And so we're, that's a constant thing that you're, you know, as a college coach that you're, you're working on, you're developing the roster, whether it's academically physically, socially, whatever aspect you're developing, your current players, and then you're constantly evaluating players in your area locally and in the out-of-state areas to make sure you're recruiting the right players. Um, and so that that's what the – when the calendar turns to May and the spring game drops, that'll be where the, the, um, all the coaches will hit the road. We'll have people in the office you know, with our players as they're getting ready for finals and heading into summer school and – that's kind of the direction that we're headed now, and just like most of the programs for across the country. Adam Fuller is our guest, Marshall's defensive coordinator. Thundering Herd have seven more practices to go. And then, as he mentioned, on the road, Coach, good catching up with you. Let's do it again real soon. And uh, I'm excited. Uh, I know um, I know fall is uh, still a few months away, but I'm ready for it right now. Good, Paul. Spread that word, man. We need the excitement, and uh, it's our job to keep, keep that fire going and We've got a great group of people involved in this football program, and it's fun to go to work every day and be around these players and coaches. And We're going to keep working to improve this program and, and, and get this thing exactly where it needs to be, which is, which is at the top. Adam Fuller, our guest. Coach, thanks for joining us. We'll do it again soon. Thanks, Paul. It's Adam Fuller. He's a defensive coordinator at Marshall University, and uh, he's excited. I like that answer. Yeah, you, know, you would think, okay, I, you know, I'm glad I don't have to deal with those guys. Well, yeah, he's got to deal with those guys on the offensive side of the ball, and uh, you want that kind of excitement from your defensive coordinator, and you've got that as well from your offensive side of the ball. I'm optimistic for Marshall football. I'm not just saying that. I really am. I think it's going to be pretty fun this coming season. Final break, come back. We'll get your phone calls in and more. This is The Drive. I'm your host, Paul Swan, on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
Welcome back to the Friday edition. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. I want to remind you, if you missed any part of tonight's show or you want to go catch a past episode, all you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts. Also, you can find us on Stitcher Radio or on TuneIn or wherever you get your podcast. And if you don't even want to do that, you can just go to our website. WRVC.com is a great way to listen to the show if you miss any of it or you just want to go back and listen to it again. And I know a lot of you have uh, went back and listened to a recent episode we did uh, about Dan Shoemaker. So thank you for uh, for that. Uh, Dan was a, a great guy and um, going to hate having him no longer with us down the road because – I can just remember talking about things that I like to see happen at Marshall, and you know, he'd be on the forefront of that, as he was for a lot of things. So um, definitely a good episode. If you haven't uh, listened to that, you can go back and catch it. Uh, you can listen to it again, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, tune in, or wherever you get your podcast. So a lot of baseball and basketball coming up and hockey as well. This is one of the, the better times of the year. Football is wrapping up as far as spring drills are concerned for a lot of people. The draft's coming up soon, but right now we're in that sweet spot where we've got the NBA playoffs starting. We've got the Stanley Cup playoffs just underway. And if your team isn't the Cincinnati Reds, you've got a lot of baseball to be excited about, especially if you're a Pirates fan. And that's coming up tonight. The Pirates taking on the Marlins. Nine and three Pirates taking on the three and nine Marlins. And we'll have that for you. 710 is going to be first pitch. Listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And don't forget the Cleveland Cavaliers open up their series against the Indiana Pacers. And that is set for a 3:30 tip on Sunday. We're going to have that game on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3. And 1340. So you're covered there with the Pirates and, of course, the Cavaliers. And I do want to remind you one more time, spring football is a thing for the Kentucky Wildcats as well. Their spring game is going to be hitting the airwaves at 6 o'clock just in a few minutes from now. If you're listening to the program live, you can listen to that on Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. And you can also stream that, by the way. All you have to do is go to TuneIn and search for Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340 or WCMIAM. You can find it either way, and you can listen to it that way. You can also listen to this show live on TuneIn as well. So we've got you covered no matter where you're at and what you are looking for. We've got you covered. That's all I need to say. I'm excited. We're going to be watching some hockey tonight. Going to peek in on the baseball just a little bit, but definitely going to be watching some Philly and Penguin action. Probably going to skip that Minnesota and um, Jets game. The Winnipeg, Minnesota. I'm not feeling that series. But I am feeling this Kings-Vegas series. Really chippy, hard-hitting. There was no room on the ice. Whereas the Penguins were finding free space all over the place against the Flyers. The Kings and the Golden Knights... One goal. That was it. Good hockey being played on both sides. So that's what I'm looking forward to tonight. Of course, uh, we've got Pirates all weekend long with the Marlins. We've got the Cavs coming up the next few days. And then things get back uh, for football Tuesday and Thursday after the Saturday practice. Thundering Herd, we're a couple weeks away from the green and white game. 
Then we'll talk and talk and talk about everything we saw for several months. That's how it works. That's how it works. And uh, if you heard Coach Fuller earlier, that's what he wants. He wants you talking and getting excited. He's ready to go now. And I like that. Get connected with the community. Let them know you care about them. Get them excited. That's what I think Marshall football needs right now. And you've seen that with basketball. Fans are coming back. Great crowds this year at the Henderson Center. More needed still. And then with football, you hope that you can get that excitement. You win the bowl game. You get a good feeling about what your program looks like for the new year, new season. Get people excited about that. Get them ready to go. Talking about your program. I mean, that really helps. If you're talking about the program, people are excited about it. I mean, you kind of feel that energy, right? You feel what I'm saying? Not only are you know you're looking forward to football, but you know, people are, are thinking about it now. People are getting excited. Then you know what? Maybe I want to go to a game. Not the core fan base. Not the season ticket holder, the one that I'm going no matter what. Just here's my money. I'm gone. I mean, you still need to get them out. But that fan that, you know, they like Marshall. Not sure they want to go, though. Not sure how excited they are. Maybe they'll go to a game now and then. Just get them excited. Get them feeling it. Get them, like, that place where, oh, yeah, there's a Marshall game. I should go to that. They're pretty good this year. I should be a part of that. I'd like to go. I don't think you're having that internal monologue with yourself exactly that way. Maybe you are. I want to thank our pit crew tonight, consisting of Gabriel Sellards. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We'll see you Monday at the Union Pub and Grill. We've got hockey. We've got baseball. We've got basketball. Got a great weekend ahead. We'll do it again on Monday. So until then... I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. station.